What's up, guys? It is Coach Callie B, and yes, this is the Callie B Podcast. In this particular episode, I am going to take you through two and a half decades of my personal coaching experience. But what I'm going to be truly talking about is how I coached long before I ever had kids, then how my husband and I have both coached or are coaching our kids. And I also talk to the parents who are on the other side of their kid playing with a kid whose parent coaches. So there's a lot of experience in this particular episode, but there's a lot of truth and there's a lot of honesty and vulnerability with that. So if you're a parent and you are ready to learn how to support your kid just a little bit more, or maybe you're a parent who coaches your kid and you really wanna get better at what you're doing or maybe you're an athlete who's having a tough time kind of deciphering how to be coached by their parent because there are studies every time your parent tells you to do something, even though you're on the field, you're literally gonna hear like, take the trash out. So if you are one of those three things, I highly wanna invite you to listen to this podcast episode. Make sure your parachute is open, just like your mind, all right? Because I want you guys to hear this. Like I said, there's vulnerability, there's honesty, and there's a lot of experience being shared in the next 28 minutes. What's up guys, it is Coach Callie V, and yes, I'm gonna come at you with some constructive feedback. I am going to be talking to my parents who coach their kids. Recently, I've had a family reach out to me from Virginia who was referred from another pitching coach out there about my podcast. And this dad was like, hey, do you have anything on how to coach your kids? Because I'm really running into some grittiness, basically. He, you know, there were other terms, but basically he and his daughter were just kind of button heads. So the more we talked, he'd asked for help. And the more I discovered the age of his daughter and everything he was explaining was like right on time. Like everything she was doing was exactly what a kid her age would be doing. So that number one is a healthy trait. But when you are a parent who coaches your kid, you're never really told or guided on how to do it. So My husband and I, we both coach, and this has been a process for both of us. We both coach our kids or have coached our kids, and it's tricky and it gets sticky because as you're trying to teach your kid how to play the game, the game that you love, that brought you so much joy, you also get to coach other people's kids. And that statement in itself has been a big time saving grace for me in my journey of coaching my own kid. I I remember, like I quickly remember the space that I'm in. And fun fact about me, you guys may not know this, but I have been coaching long before I had kids. Little did I know I was even ever going to have a daughter and that she would love softball, you know? I think sometimes we as parents almost have this like forceful mindset that our kids will like what we did because of X, Y, and Z. But in truth, our kids, they're their own person. 
And I think the biggest goal for any parent is to raise a child who becomes a successful, thriving adult. And for a parent that believes in Christ, it is to raise a child who becomes a believer and is able to continue that life, that mission of spreading the gospel when they become an adult. They get to choose what they are going to do, right? We don't ever want to force anything down their throat, kind of like liking the same sport that you liked. So the fact that my daughter loves softball, and I was coaching long before I ever knew I was going to have kids, let alone have a daughter, tells me that I get to coach all these other girls. And the fact that my daughter is on the team and loves this sport as much, if not more than I did or do, that's a bonus. So I want to challenge my parents that are listening to this, that coach their kids, that have any, any partake in coaching them. Because I, myself, as a pitching coach, I don't just have my one client, like my pitchers. I also have parents. I consider myself to have, per every um, session that I have, it's two clients, so to speak. Because my parents take a part of responsibility in their kids' action of doing what they need to do. And like I just said, a part, they can't do it all for them. But I have one parent who she is so constructively involved in her daughter's pitching. It is amazing to watch this mom bite into something that she never did herself. And yet it's so refreshing to sit back and watch her get involved and push her daughter in such a positive way. Like, yes, there is positive pushing and there is negative pushing. Positive pushing is having the conversation where your kid gets to kind of decide, you know, their expectations, their um, place of failure. And negative pushing is deciding what their expectations are and deciding when they're going to become a failure. So in this entire journey of being a coach and then a parent for me, I find it's been a little bit, quote unquote, normal to almost coach my kid. Like I don't, I don't look at my kid as being the best out there. I look at my kid as every practice, just like I do every girl, is a constant tryout for the position. And if you are not willing to put the work in any athlete, then somebody else is going to take that position. Um, I want to share with you a little funny story, <laughs> and I laugh at it because it's it just cracks me up, the depth of parents that perceive their kids to be like the best, the end all to everything, and they don't understand that other kids are out there working as hard or just as hard or harder than their kid. And I'll never forget this conversation that I, quote unquote, was basically forced to have with um, a set of parents regarding how they perceived my liking of their daughter. And it cracked me up because I've never been a coach that has held something against a kid. At least I would like to say I haven't, right? I think in truth, there have been moments where I have been caught in that emotional spot of 
oh my gosh, I don't want to do this because of X, Y, and Z. But then after I think about it, I'm like, wait a minute, that's somebody else's kid. Like, that's not my space. My space is to show this kid unconditional love, to show them how to fail, to show them how to learn, to show them how to win, to show them how to succeed. And then I get snapped back in. But if you as a coach are not allowing yourself to do that, then you're just, you're coaching from a very desolate place. And that desolate place is your ego and your ego will always fail you. Bottom line, you might feel like it gets you wins. You might feel like if you didn't do X, Y, and Z, you would have lost that championship. But in truth, that's a short-term win. And if you're truly a coach that strives to be great, your focus is going to be not on the short-time wins, but the long-time wins, right? What can your kids take from everything that you have placed in their life and apply it to their life after softball? So back to these these parents, this mom and dad. And keep in mind, I had to have this conversation in front of other parents. Like it was really funny looking back and it was just silly that I even succumbed to these boundaries that these parents wanted me to have, but whatever, it's, it's funny. So the conversation goes like this, basically, uh, we just feel like you don't really like our daughter and I'm just sitting there listening and keep in mind, mom's not saying anything. Dad's doing all the talking, which again is funny to me and says that I don't like their daughter. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Cause it's not my place to like or dislike. It is my place to teach. And these are things that are going on in my head during this conversation. It is my place to teach your daughter how to A, play this game, right? Skills, B, how to protect her why, and C, how she can keep loving this game, right? So then proceeds to tell me, this, this is the easiest card to pull. And my husband and I have experienced what other parents can do firsthand to you as a coach. And it is probably one of the worst circumstances, but in light, it actually gave my family and I so many more opportunities than we would have ever had in that situation that we were pulled from. So this parent proceeds, this dad proceeds to tell me that I don't like his daughter because she gets more mound time than my daughter. And at that moment, I started laughing. Like it literally made me laugh. And the look on both of their faces, they were shocked. And I said, that is such an easy card to pull. As a parent who has came up to me and told me there is no way I could coach because I am too competitive. I don't know how you do it. Pause. Do I take that as a compliment or do I take that as, you know, something bad? Because basically you're telling me that you're more competitive than me, so there's no way that you could coach. I... <laughs> Okay, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing, I'm sitting here going, first of all, that's the easiest card to pull from a parent who feels poor me as well, right? 
you're always going to pull that card against the coach who coaches their kid. And there are coaches out there who do play their kids way too much, who refuse to look through the lens of the parents. Now, those coaches, those type of coaches are the type of coaches that can um, attempt to destroy lives, that can actually do more emotional and mental damage to girls, like bottom line. And from what my husband and I experienced, we experienced those type of dads that would coach their boys. And there was so much, my kid's better than your kid, my kid's gonna play this position, that unfortunately, none of these kids from these fathers went on and did anything with their baseball careers. In fact, they struggled really hard emotionally and mentally with life after they got out of high school and went on to college. So yeah, <laughs> so I, I know I know a thing or two about those dads and those moms that hold their kid on a pedestal. And, and by all means, you should, they're your kid. But at the same time, if you are going to have the courage to coach your kid alongside other people's kids, you better have the courage to learn how to coach equally. Ooh, I said it equally, all right? So as his dad is telling me this, and I tell him that's the easiest card to pull as a parent who is too scared to coach a team with their daughter on it, have fun with that. Number two, I said, are you kidding me right now? My daughter loves playing her other position. She only pitches because she it is something that she can do and it helps her team out. And if you really want to get to the grid of it, let's pull the stats. <laughs> Coaches, if you have been in this position before and you have a parent throwing a rock at you, number two, get your glove on. Number three, pull the stats and throw that ball right back. Stats are never going to lie. They're never going to lie. The stats cut out all the emotion of anything that any parent is feeling. And you, you want to know the third funniest thing about this entire conversation? Do you want to know the age that this whole thing happened? The level? 10 you, y'all. 10 you. Parents are coming at coaches like that at 10 you level. I, I laugh at that because it should not be that serious at the 10 you level. And if you as a parent are making it that serious for yourself, your family, and your kid, have fun when your kid turns to you before she goes to college, or maybe when she's 16 and says, I'm not playing anymore. It's not fun. I hate this game. And you wonder why she hates it. You wonder what happened. Well, it's because you as the parent went way too far down the ego hole. Okay. You guys always have a choice. You have a choice as a parent to have that conversation with the coach or to not, and actually talk to your kid about how can they control the controllables? What can they do? Exhaust their resources first. And then if it continues, then have the conversation. But don't put stipulations to a head coach where we need to have this conversation with this coach and it needs to be held in front of everyone so this coach doesn't explode, blah, blah, blah. Really? You're that scared? Okay. <laughs> Why? Why? At 10U? Like th that, again, is a reflection of your 
insecurities as a parent. Now, I want to talk to my parents that coach their kids. I have seen, like I said, my husband and I have experienced the type of parents that coach their kids to where they only coach their kids because they want their kid to learn how to play ball. Their kid. But in truth, when you coach, you don't coach just one kid. When you coach a team sport, you coach the entire team. So if you are coaching and you are finding that you keep overreacting on your kid, you keep like, why are you doing this? Get out on the ball, blah, blah, like pause, take a breath. And I want you to ask yourself, would you speak to any of those girls on the team the way you just spoke at your daughter? And if you, I'm telling you right now, if you said yes, I'm gonna call you out, you are a liar. You will not and you should not talk to somebody else's kid like that because guess what, newsflash, do, 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 that kid is not your kid. That kid belongs to someone else. So before you go running and telling your daughter all the X and the Ys and the Zs of what she just did, of how she failed, or whatever it is, you need to check yourself, literally, before you wreck yourself. Because when you coach, you're coaching. When your mom or dad, your mom or dad, you are the adult in this situation. Allow yourself to grow up a little bit and be able to put your coaching shoes on from this time to this time and then take your coaching shoes off. It is literally that simple. Now, is it that easy? <laughs> no. Something simple doesn't necessarily mean it is easy. You know, a lot of people say, I know I say this, keep it simple all the time. Keep it simple. What the heck does that even mean when you're up to bat? How do you keep it simple when you're up to bat and you, you know, the game's close and bases are loaded and oh my gosh, it's full count. There is nothing simple about that, but there is. There is simplicity in that moment. It is the fact that you get to step out of the box, you get to take a breath, you get to look and you get to see the gap. You get to slow down the game. Now, I bet you feel a little bit more calmer right now, don't you? So, parents, when you are in that moment, you are in that space, you are literally gonna go from one to 10 on your kid during practice in a game. Take a breath. Slow the game down, see the gap, and then watch what happens. You will start coaching your kid. And then on the ride home, you and your kid will start having these heart-to-heart -heart moments. Your kid will start talking to you the same way they talk to your other coaches. It's a beautiful thing that happens, and the opportunity is there for you to own, 100%, but it's there. You have to be willing to grab it. Because I'm telling you right now, just like when these babies are born, yes, there are books on what to expect and blah, 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 but each kid is different. Each kid you have 
is a different kid. You can't raise one kid the same way. And believe me, my parents come from the generation of we were all raised this way, so this is all we knew to do, right? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm in my 40s, and I'm sure as heck, like, determined to not raise my kids the same way I was raised since day one. And I see my kids are three different human beings. They see things very differently, but it is my job as their parent to embrace that, right? To, to construct them, not deconstruct them. Okay, so I want you to apply that to your coaching. And I want you to apply it to every single girl that you coach, not just your kid. Because if you are coaching because your kid is on that team, and that is the only reason why you're coaching, you are coaching for all the wrong reasons. The fact that your kid is on that team, the team that you are blessed and fortunate to be in a position to coach, the fact that your daughter is on that team is a bonus, is a bonus. God placed you in that position so you have that extra time with her as somebody constructive in her life more than just her parent, but one of her coaches. Do you see how beautiful that is? It's beautiful. So if, you, if you're listening to this, and maybe you're not a parent who coaches your kid, maybe you're a parent on the other side of a coach who coaches their kid, and they do it in a very deconstructive way, almost a very harmful, intense way. I want you if, you, if you believe in God, I want you to pray over that coach and pray over the relationship of he and his daughter and his family. Guys, coaching your kids is not easy. Coaching in general is not easy. That's why it's a calling. That's why I always say there's no way I could coach without Christ. And I don't know how coaches do it. And if they do it well, I always question like how much of that is a front, right? What happens when nobody's watching kind of scenario? That's why God sees your heart. He knows your intent. He knows your intentions at all times. So I want to encourage you to pray over that coach, that kid. Pray for yourself too. Because it's super easy as a parent who almost feels like a coach is ripping into their kid and, and coaching for all the wrong reasons. Your first place that you're going to go is protectiveness. You're going to want to protect your kid as any parent should. Just like any parent is going to see their kid as being the best player on the team. And if you sit here and you go, no, my kid actually sucks. Bull crap. You know what? Shame on you because you should see your kid for everything that kiddo is and has yet to be. But the moment you think your kid should always be playing, should always be pitching, should be in the top of the lineup. And the stats are not, you know, answering that back. Then there's a disconnect. There's a, there's a, a disillusion as to what your kid is capable of doing, right? Then you kind of got to check yourself, so to speak. So if you are a coach who coaches your kid and you are struggling right now with constructing your kid on the field. I want to challenge you with leaving your coaching shoes on the entire time. I want to challenge you with letting your assistant coaches know, hey, when my kid makes an error, because I know she's going to, because this is a game of failure, 
I need you guys to help hold me accountable. Like, will you please say something to her before I say something? Or if you see my body language go out the window, I need you. I'm giving you permission to tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to pass. She's going to learn from it. I got this. Coach, you got to do it. You got to do it because in truth, for coaches that coach your kids, your relationship with your kid is more important than the X's and O's, as should any relationship be with your athletes. The wins and the losses are part of a game, bottom line, but it's what you teach that kid during that time that you have them is how they're going to perceive life after the sport is over. And if you can't teach them how to embrace failure, they're never going to know how to fail successfully. Ooh, it's magical, right? So if you're constantly going at your kid on the field, they're going to have a really hard time learning how to fail as an adult. They're always going to feel like they have to prove something or stay busy or their head is spinning doing multiple things because they're looking for approval from everyone because failure just hurts. Nobody likes to fail, but I'm going to tell you right now, failure is a part of life. It's a part of living. It's the ebbs and the flows. It's the um, slumps, right? We all, we all have a slump when we hit. It's just, it's just what happens. And, and pitching, it's growth spurts and hitting it's growth spurts. I mean, when I have girls that are growing, sometimes it's very emotionally challenged for them. Physically, they're growing and they feel like they can't hit their spots. But there is success on the other side of that, ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. It's just the way it is. So I want to encourage you as a parent to ride shotgun with your kid through this adversity of life. They're still alive. They're here with you. Don't make it easier for them. No, 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 no. Don't think that by you confronting the coach or having them be on five different 10 new travel teams within a 12 month span really what are you teaching your kid come on you want you want to know what you're teaching your kid you're teaching your kid how to never learn from a situation where there's something to be taught because i'm telling you right now that same problem that same reason you left if your kid wasn't getting enough playing time or you feel X, Y, and Z, it's going to be right there waiting for you with the new team, with the new coach, with the new squad. It's a matter of time. So ride shotgun with your baby girl because you got her for what, till she's 18 and then she's off to college or she's doing her own thing. And then that adversity she faces as a young adult, well, I don't want to say it gets any easier, but there's almost a... Um, <laughs> this is silly, but there's almost like a lightness around it because you did allow yourself as a parent to ride shotgun with them through that adversity. Coach, parent, coach that coaches their kid, same thing. Be a coach, ride the wave of, of adversity like you would every single athlete that you work with. Don't think you can't. You can. You are truly capable of doing it. And athletes, in closing... If you find that you are in this space with your parent that coaches you, you constantly feel like they are harping on you, you can't do anything right, or you kind of feel like the golden child, like this is going to be a huge reflection. If you feel like you, you can't do anything wrong, ooh, there might be a problem there. Like 
if you're always the one who's on the mound or you're always the one in one position or you're always the one in a certain spot of the lineup and you know you're not doing that well, ooh, talk about conviction. <clears throat> Have that conversation with your parent that coaches you. Hey, I don't, I don't think this is right because so-and-so is doing this. I think they need to be in that spot. Ooh, talk about the life lesson that's going to come out of that and it's going to continue to fill your heart, baby girl. Big time right there. But if you do feel like your parent is coming at you on a negative context, like anything you do, it's like walking on glass, right? I love that metaphor because walking on glass, you are going to cut your feet. You can't not walk on glass and get cut. So you constantly feel like you're walking on glass. That in term is you are playing in fear. You're playing in fear of failure. You've got to learn how to embrace failure because this is a failure sport. So if you feel like your parent is constantly harping at you, you need to have that conversation. And it's such a crazy conversation to have because there's so many scenarios, there's so many things in your mind that you think are going to happen. But in truth, when a kid comes to their parent and says something, it's actually a really beautiful moment when the parent is coaching for all the right reasons. So coaches, I want to challenge you. Parents, I want to challenge you. Athletes, I want to challenge you. What is your why? Coach, why are you coaching? Why do you coach? Parents, why do you love watching your child play this sport? Why? What brings you joy? What are those moments? Athletes, why do you play softball? Okay, that's it. That's your homework. That's how you're going to get, get to know yourself a little bit more as a coach, as a parent, as an athlete. And most importantly, you're going to learn how to own it. All right, it's that simple, guys. See the gap. Take a breath. Slow the game down. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening, and God bless. All right, so if you haven't already, I'm going to need you to subscribe, follow this podcast, especially this particular episode, because there is a part two. The next one coming up is going to be dedicated to the athlete. Now, some of you don't know this, but I, myself, am a coach's kid. So I'm going to talk to you guys about being a coach's kid and also how I apply kind of what was done unto me either doing it better or not doing it as I'm coaching my own kid. So be sure to subscribe, follow, go ahead and rate it too. Like leave a comment like, hey, you're only as good as your worst critic, right? Nah, I'm only as good as I know I am. So just know as you're listening to this, it's a lot of years, a lot of experience. And I'm at a point in my life where if I have a story and I know it's going to add value to at least one person's life, guess what, friends? I'm going to tell that story. So if you're an athlete, part two is all for you.